0: hi I'm Tara and I'm here with the district conversation series today I'm joined by Emmett Kieran firstly I'd love to talk about heartbreak and how that all came about what inspired you to do it
1: how long did it take you to kind of write the piece all that kind of thing as well um, it actually it came about as part of a of part of a a theatre show called mm-hmm. this uh, called Riot, and that was it. it was that was in fringe? Wasn't yeah, it was yeah. It was in fringe. So we did it in the Spiegel Tent. Yeah, as part of fringe in 2016. So it was like September. So I was asked at the end of 2015 because 2016 was coming up. The anniversary of the uh, the Rising, we were going to basically do this show called Riot, and it's going to be like a, a mixed mixed bag of kind of various different performers and performances. It was going to be a counter celebration to the official celebrations of what was happening in 1916. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the show was called Riot, and there's a real kind of thing within the theatre world that the mythology around 1916, it's not mythology, it's, it's the history around it, but how this kind of almost becomes um, like a kind of myth, uh, but it was real. Actors actually walked off the stage of the Abbey and went and took part in The Rising. Uh, I think there was five people who were active members of the company, and most of them, you know, were poets and writers. You know, plunking around the Irish Theatre Company and all these kind of people. So it was a, at the time, art theatre was politically active, mm-hmm. and not only politically active, it was politically active up to the point of taking up guns. You know, which is pretty subversive. Mm. Not pretty subversive; it's the most subversive you can be. It does. Awesome. So, but a lot of the kind of. It was funny because Like in the, in the run up To the 16 Rise and, Like celebrations A lot of kind of stuff Was being sanitised mm. You know It was And it's really weird That a kind of Right wing government Like Fine Gael Were going to be celebrating Like armed resistance In the way mm. they were You know Because they don't like Change that comes from the street So we were making this show Called Riot and Night They said They asked me This is Pop Baby They said Look would you write four poems spoken word poems that'll frame the show mm-hmm. and uh, and we were talking about it I so, said well look you know if, if it's called Riot then it has to have a a, a political edge and they, they did want it to have a political edge but you know something that spoke truth to power essentially mm-hmm. which is one of the things hopefully you can do as an artist because you can wrap it up in a rhyme you can wrap it up in a piece of art and the idea of art being subversive and the idea of the art being dissident so I was given kind of four themes and one of the, the second ones Was called Heartbreak now, that was That was all it was given They said you know Just write a poem around that They now, just gave you the word Yeah just gave it? me the word Heartbreak okay. So I, you know worked on it for a good while It was like right how do I crack this one because mm. the first one was kind of an introduction poem which was easy enough to kind of crack
0: and what was and what did you kind of base that one around um, the
1: heartbreak one no the, uh, the intro the, f- was the intro the intro to the whole the whole poem? show yeah okay. I think the original one was called there was a few different words that we used that got dropped one was called fury mm-hmm. one was called gathering and I was like well look gathering's kind of like that second thing they did in two thousand thirteen. yeah I was yeah like, yeah, you know, yeah. Go, that's really shit like that <laughs> <laughs> I was like go, we're gathering yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, So, yeah. Uh, come to Ireland. Yeah, 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 it was like fucking. Which is kind of what happens with a lot of artists now. It's kind of like you know we were co-opted into this kind of like culture yeah. yeah. Ireland type thing. To sell <laughs> yeah. Ireland as a product, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, and the last one then was called F- Riot Itself. So, like the the tour one became the one that was called Gathering became Street Corner Pilot, and we kept Heartbreak. And then the beginning one was kind of an introduction about what was happening in Ireland right now mm-hmm. and how poly, politicians. Uh, politicians, it was called party kind of like because it was the celebration at the beginning of the show but it was essentially about how politicians use and abuse words and how the the, the kind of 1984 Aldous Huxley kind of thing of you know, taking language and using it for their reasons, mm-hmm. so you know in, in in the health service they never call it underfunding they always call it overspending, Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean so yeah. like you know how they kind of, they can use and abuse words and use words that kind of are usually used for uh you know, hope, like change, mm. like change of government, is a hopeful kind of thing, they mm. would turn it into a real, don't, you don't want to change that, because that will wreck everything, you yes. know what I mean, like so, Yeah. so that was what the first one was about, and then Heartbreak, I was kind of given free reign to do it, so I just went, all right, and I worked with the director, Philip McMahon, and the, the two directors, and Jenny Jennings, who run the company, This Is Pop Baby, and they celebrate kind of youth culture, and they celebrate like, you know, queer culture, and, um, all, all the kind of things that aren't usually seen in theatre, you know, and voices that mm. aren't here in theatre kind of oppressed voices or so um we worked on it and I said, look, I'm gonna personalise the second one and turn it into a story about Ireland as it is right now. Yeah. And and I thought the best way to do that would be to uh, to personalise you know, these were here's where people in the official celebrations celebrating Ireland as being great and doing brilliantly. But it's great for anybody that's involved in foreign direct investment mm. or any kind of like um uh, you know if you're if you're involved in some sort of tech company in you another know, kind of way like you, but that that doesn't trickle down Yeah, it doesn't trickle down to the people at the bottom like who are supposedly the ones who are supposed to be the beneficiaries of trickle down economics mm-hmm. but they actually don't get any of the benefits of it so they're the ones that are living in hotels because and they're the ones that don't have a proper funded healthcare system so we just thought like you know and I've seen a lot of kind of stuff a lot of it was based on you know the kind of boil you see as well spewed on boards mm-hmm. or not boards but like actual message boards like journal.io YouTube yeah. and there was a girl on the night light and I remember she went on there one line in it and she looked. She wore a dress or something like that. Like, which she was homeless. And then people tried to make some sort of correlation between the fact that she was able to go out and buy a very cheap kind of dress, and then like, oh well, look at her. She looks fine to me. Yeah. And you know, which is the kind of thing with late stage capitalism. Everybody can fucking afford cheap clothing and yeah. food, but nobody can afford anywhere to live. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is the kind of idea that, well, look, are all grand. You're having these got special iPhones. At and, least you know you've I mean? got clothes. <laughs> that's the kind of. That's the. That's the. Yeah. The the for it. So yeah. So it was just kind of an idea of. I kind of went well what it was like you know and what is it like as well you know that thing of of being from a particular socio-economic class you don't have those options of bodily autonomy you don't have that option for abortion you know that was one aspect of it but the main thing about it was was mainly about homelessness yeah and who were these people because what happens is they quote these figures all the time they go like 7,000 8,000 people but it's just a number and after a while it starts to ring hollow but actually what happens is and the, the thing that hopefully the art can do is you try to personalise that figure that statistic mm-hmm. and also as well a, a lot of it rang from my girlfriend came home we live across the way like in town and she works in a restaurant and she came home a few times a few times she came home one night and some bloke had said something to her that was like incredibly like you know like you, you Fucked up mm. and in a sexually aggressive and sexually violent way. You know, something that was like, I was like, that's fucking mental. And she goes, yeah, she goes, this bloke just said this to me. And she's like, actually, last night, some bloke said something similar. Mm. And I was like, you never told me about the thing that happened last night. And she goes, you mad. I was like, why didn't you tell me about that? And she's like, like did that happened. She goes, you mad? She goes, this happens every fucking night. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? She, she was walking, she goes, she was <laughs> making, like, she. And this is the thing I kind of thought about. I was like, you know, I as a man, don't live in fear in the way that women live in fear. Yeah, and I never copped onto that all the way through my twenties. Mm. I just didn't get that. Because well, you'd
0: never experienced it firsthand, and that's not any, through any fault
1: of your own. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it, I think it's because and the people give out with the internet and all. But like, I only kind of know those things now because of reading online about how yeah. people feel. Go, Educating actually, yourself. Yeah, that's, that's it, it. Yeah, and in a way that I wouldn't be. Like you know, I'm not the same man I am now like as I was when I was younger. But it is that I think it's like people who come. <laughs> you know Yeah well what this debate needs Is the voice of another man <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was totally cognizant of that And like understand. That it's like I'm not trying to say I understand What it's like to be a woman I mm. don't And mm. I can't Because I'm not a woman And I never could be But I did kind of Like I remember Reading something that struck me It was like I didn't Like you know I'm six foot So like I kind of not, that, And I'm skinny or whatever like, But I I don't actually live that much in fear Like walking home at night mm. I don't I'm not afraid That someone's going to come up behind me and attack me Yeah, but actually the constant state of fear that women live in not just in the developing world which is the, 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 the danger is heightened considerably but in the western world there is a culture now that is even coming more kind of omnipresent of men you know it's, it's like a kickback against like women going well look we want to be treated in a particular way and men then kind of going why is everybody talking about you know, minorities and women and other people mm. who are kind of like, what about me? What yeah. about my voice? Yeah. I am I'm important, you know, <laughs> so it's that kind of kickback of the angry white man, you know what I mean, man? Yeah. Like, you know, which, when the video came out, we seen that, and I knew that was going to happen. Oh, God, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, so, that's yeah, that's pretty much where it came out. And then, sorry, I'm waffling on here, but... Uh, you are fine,
0: waffle,
1: uh, Then the, the, what happened was, I had worked in the past with uh, the film director, Dave Tynan, who came to see the show in the Spiegel tent and there was the four poems but that was the one that was the most kind of had a story and narrative the others were kind of freestyle not freestyle rapping but kind of uh, there were disparate kind of ideas thrown into a rap and they were very much to frame of the show and uh, one of them was about the environment as well so it was like you know the destruction of the environment and um, so he said like you know we had a chat about it I said look you know as a delivery system I think to get this poem out there beyond the reaches of the theatre just this one element of it, and also as a way of public, like, you know, people to see something that was on stage that they might not have seen because they mm. can't go to the theatre because you know not everyone can. Um, so we kind of decided on a kind of delivery system for the poem. Yeah. And he said, well, that's fine. because, you know, I want to make, you know, you have to make something that's a short film as well, so that people have something visually to cut away to. So Dave and me had worked on a short film that he wrote called Just Saying. Mm-hmm. He wrote that poem, and then I was in it as an actor. And I said, look, you know, I think we can do something. Along the same lines as another poetry, spoken word poetry video. You know. So yeah, we moved to a lot of kind of heads... Uh, that are working the play I'm doing at the moment double Old skills hopefully getting turned into a film at the end of the year
0: amazing yeah so, yeah.
1: I so the guys that were working the, the producers
0: huge reviews raving reviews about it not even like this is the this is the second time it's running here is it yeah it is Yeah. Third one, actually. Third, yeah, one. yeah third, third one yeah, third yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so, it's so awesome. that was it that yeah, makes that was sense. That, you know? amazing yeah. it's funny like I, I mean I've watched the, the video countless times now and I think every single person I know that um is aware of what's going on and cares, I guess, was sharing yeah. it. So, you know, you in a good way, you couldn't avoid it. You know, you'd be coming up again yeah. you're like, brilliant, I'm going to watch that again. And like, I loved watching it. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, and like it's it. a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a reality that um, women are faced with all the time. Yeah. Um, and I was only just thinking about it the other day. Um, I, I guess, I've kind of come to a point uh, for myself being a woman um I hate when I was thinking about this the other day when I had my earphones in and I'm walking down the street. Yeah. And I always have music really loud because I'm a little bit deaf, but that's my own fault, just because I listen to music. So I never really hear what's going on outside or whatever. Even if someone's calling out to me down the street, yeah, yeah. I won't hear them. And I was walking down the street and like there'll be a lot of times where I'll spot men or something and I won't, I won't really if, and I, as soon as I spot a group of men for example oh, really? I'll just be look and then I'll look away because I don't sometimes I'll look and I'll keep looking and I'll know that they're saying something, mm. but I won't have my earphones out because I like to keep my earphones in. Yeah. Because I don't want to hear what they're saying, but I know they're saying something. And then I even feel uncomfortable going, oh, they've said something. I don't right. know what they've said, but they've said something. And they
1: would be vocalizing
0: this. Exactly. To you, yeah. You? And they'd say, you know, I'd see them like, you know, they'd be really close to me and yeah. saying it. But then, you know, there are situations where sometimes I won't actually have my earphones in mm. and then I'll actually hear what a group or a, per- a man saying. It even just happened the other day. This guy was saying it to me and I just had my head down and just kept all Mm. And there have been a couple of occasions where I've said something. Yeah. And, you know, I was on even Camden Street, the uh, not the other day, like a few months ago. Yeah. And I was walking from the Bernard Shaw back into town. And a guy said... Something he was being like, he was like, oh hey baby, this kind of thing, and I just yeah. was like, fuck off! I just said that because I just was like, well, you know what? You know that's the game. Just <laughs> fuck
1: off, have exactly. Every right to say that exactly. Don't get my
0: face. Yeah, yeah, he went ballistic at me. He really? went mad. He was calling me a slut and all this kind of stuff just because I told him to fuck off because yeah. he said something to me that made me infuriated like I was raging yeah. and I was screaming at him and I'm never like that at all but <laughs> like you don't want like, to be. you no. know what I mean because like yeah and I was like I, I was screaming at him saying that I was just I just kept telling him to like fuck off fuck off fuck off that I just was like, I just walked away and he was still screaming at me while I was walking away. And then I was thinking, great, now everyone thinks I'm this psycho bitch walking yeah. down the
1: road. Yeah. That's how I have to feel coming out of that situation. And, but you're not, but that is exactly. like, you then, you're conditioned to think, oh, yeah. now I've, I've, oh. I've, I've, I've spoken loudly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And now I'm just this woman that's, you know, going mental down the street, mm. you know, and like it's it happens on countless occasions even. And then it's another thing of thinking, you know, having that self-consciousness afterwards, after standing up for yourself. Yeah. Um, I was outside pig a few months ago and I was actually with like Adam um, oh, yeah. Mango and, a, and a, gr- a huge group of lads and a huge group of girls huh. and I was standing with the girls and I know this doesn't make it any well this isn't an excuse but I was literally wearing like track pant type, black track pants big oversized jumper trainers and the girls I was with they were all wearing like they were all really dolled up and they were wearing dresses and stuff like that and this guy comes and walks by me, and grabs my ass, and then pokes his finger up my bum, right? What? And he goes, "The size of your hole, right?" And I—I oh, I was thinking, "It's but, a exactly, exactly. Really it. exactly." And the first thought that came to my brain was like, "I am well aware I have a huge ass, but there's no need for you to say it, right?" But then you didn't say that to him. I didn't. Right. But I thought it. You know, It's like, yeah. "Oh, for fuck's sake, I know I have a big bum, okay?" But anyway. I felt so uncomfortable then, obviously. Yeah. And then the girls were going mad. I was like, no, 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 I just told I told him to fuck off. But I knew I didn't want the guys to get mad because they were a little yeah. bit away from us. And so I was worried. I was like, I said, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And it wasn't fine.
1: Yeah.
0: And but I was like, no, I didn't want the guys to then get into a big fight or something like that. No, so, yeah. but then they were like, no, it's not fine, it's not fine. And I was like, oh, I don't want the attention coming to me, because then I'm gonna feel yeah. like I'm the girl that's like, no, mm-hmm. And it's stupid because this, I've had Far worse things happened to me when I was really, really young. But still, this is this is how I feel, you know, which is terrible. So now I have this
1: thing of my own personal thing of being like, I just want to ignore it. And I think you're conditioned to kind of like go, oh, I don't want people to think I'm making a fuss. Exactly. Exactly. That's your man's the one that's done something
0: wrong. Yeah. It's like when you're in a cafe and you order something and you get the wrong thing. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I'll just take it because I don't want the chef to get mad at me for changing it. You know. (laughs) But that's
1: just a kind of like an inconvenience. of This fish is over. Yeah. assault No, but it is. It's that bizarre. Yeah. That, but that's our, It's that. That's a sickness. Exactly. You no, know yeah. I mean. And I don't know. Like I mean, I'm, I don't know how how to fix it because it seems that when you draw attention to that sickness, you get a load of blow. Go. Yeah. That do, either. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Or, yeah. Or they call me a lawyer. Yeah. Don't exactly. Believe you. That exactly. I've, never, I've never seen it. So it's not happening. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, or, you know, they're willfully yeah. kind of ignoring them. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And things eventually did actually, it did kick off because oh, the guys it, yeah, heard yeah. and they were like, what the fuck's going what on? Was he, just living, was he a bloke that was drinking there? It, it turns the out way? I actually vaguely know him. Oh, fuck. But he doesn't remember he knows me. Right, But yeah. it's through someone I used to work for. It's his sister's ex-boyfriend. So it's, but I knew I knew his face. But anyway, after that then, the guys were all getting involved. He was with loads of lads as well. And they all started going mad at each other. Mm. Security came and then suddenly a riot van pulled up as well this was all within like five minutes and I was like oh I really do not want to cause a fuss and now it's really caused a This escalated quickly <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. exactly
0: but that's anyway parental. after that like the police broke things up and then they took a statement and then they called me the next day and then I just I didn't I want to deal yeah. with it myself though that's the annoying thing I actually was like I want to I don't want to drag this out for ages I don't want to be going to the courts or whatever. So I said, I'm going to find him on Facebook. And then it turned out his he his brother knew a friend that was friends with Mango or something like gotcha. that. So I said to Mango, can you message his brother and ask him to apologise to me? Yeah. That's all I was That's like, like just, can you just get him to write and apologise to me? And he did and I never heard anything back. And he did apologize or he no, did? Never. Never oh did. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But anyway,
0: that's me rambling on about stuff. But that's just stuff know, that's... that's you know, seeing that video, that makes me think about stuff and you know, one I wanna be a stronger, independent woman and stand mm. up for myself in these situations, but then you're always made to look like, you know, the yeah. bad guy. Oh yeah. But <laughs> it is it, the, the line
1: there's a line in it that's uh the, the, you know it's like uh, relax darling. and take it as a compliment yeah you know it's yeah. just the thing it's like yeah. you know that, that that comes from real life yeah. hearing blokes saying it like yeah. relax it's only a compliment yeah because I never I never, I was never aware of the smile thing smile darling mm. I like and I was like what is that and it was only it was like that video of the woman walking around New York but then like everybody like, loved, like our female friends down this it's like oh that's their pet hate like mm. you know smile it might never happen yeah like, I fucking don't want to smile you yeah. fucking smile you know what I mean like yeah. I just fucking saying nothing yeah and it is like that is a thing though you just have to stay at te- like it's it's tough when you have kids and the teenagers because teenagers are just by nature they're balls of hormones and they're kind of like it's it's more kind of fraught and they shout at each other and stuff like that but it, and I think everybody goes through that kind of like phase in their lives you know but like there is a kind of thing that if you were an adult and you're in your 20s or you're in your 30s and you're still kind of talking like schoolyard fucking shit. Hmm. You know, you haven't been... So- it's a say, Essentially, it's a case of you haven't been socialised. Yeah. Or you've been socialised, but you kind of live in this kind of echo chamber of like you and three other blokes. You yeah. know what I mean? So it is that thing of like, it's tough. Like a lot of people don't actually, as men, don't actually go, tr- they go through their life basically coming out of school, getting with their wife, and then their wife is their only
0: you know what I mean like yeah. kind of like
1: female kind of like uh, in, or a co-worker but actually what the good thing is is you actually have like you know it, I think it's changing now like you know lots of men have female friends and that you know who then they can actually tell them about their experience so exactly well, bit, and sense. they're
0: like oh, not all this I, I don't like people also painting a brush that like oh, all men are the same no, no, all men not. do this like, because they're not at all, no, at all yeah. and like seeing if, when I saw that situation happen and all these guys that I'd considered to be my good friends you know I was the way they stood up for that and saying yeah. no it's not acceptable I was like that's brilliant, and there's a reason why they're all friends, yeah. Um, and also why us girls are friends with them, yeah. you know, like it's because they're the only kind of it's like a, you know, having a girlfriend that you know has a yeah, it's the exact same thing. That's why you want to be friends with someone because they want to treat
1: people well. No. That you made a good point there about they like not all guys are the same, and that's that that kind of it's like that what about nonsense, like I'm trying to not all people are the same. Never underestimate the ability of the like the public or anybody when you're not talking about them specifically Mm -hmm. to think that when you make a piece of art or you make a comment on something in a newspaper
0: that you're talking about all of them.
1: Yeah. Or or to them specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They go, Well, in my experience, it's like sorry mate, I'm not talking about you. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you are. So I can't be talking about you. You know what I mean? So like they get really kind of like oh well I actually in my experience I'm not like that. It's like no one said you were. Yeah. So you know it is that kind of thing of like people just not taking offence and it's it goes for everything. It's not just even it's just like don't don't take offence like the fucking things that aren't about you. you who's talking you
0: specifically you see it on all of the Facebook Twitter threads and um, like Twitter replies you get your popcorn out and you're reading all of them out but then it gets really depressing though at the same time especially on Facebook when you're looking at the independent Facebook or Irish Times and sometimes I'll be like oh you know this is a controversial thing I'm going to read into it but then I'm like oh my god what is wrong with people I actually can't read it you're going
1: down the rabbit hole but exactly. like, the, the thing to remember is and I know like, I remember, like, the question of what we talking about this Like I remember when the journal first started and it seemed like a place where people openly like maybe about five years ago wanted to kind of talk about things underneath an article and you'd see people kind of having reason to pay. But then what happens is It does happen Like there's people Who have like six accounts Trolling other people Yeah Then sometimes Even in a bizarre situation With two accounts Trolling themselves In order to get a fight going Yeah it, So the boil And the kind of hatred And the kind of like Insular Misogynistic Kind of racist Kind of crap All bubbles to the surface But basically what happens is All the kind of moderate people who would kind of even like kind of give some sort of structured, you know, reason, debate, or argument? This, have left. Yeah. So, and that's what's happening with all these message boards. IMDB shut down their message boards last week. Really They're gone. And like, I couldn't blame them because wow. it was like it basically wasn't a place for kind of movie discussion anymore. Yeah. It was just fucking hatred. Yeah. So like these days it's like four chan. I think Reddit can be quite cool, but like it is, you know. It, like it's it what happens is like the, the, these places don't actually become a place of reason to be and they don't become a place where people can actually like share ideas. And even Facebook people are talking on Facebook it's because of the increasingly kind of hostile political situation in the world, people are talking on Facebook in a way they wouldn't have even ten years ago. Yeah. When it started. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just a place for fun, kind of connecting with people and now it's becoming
0: you know, so like it's everyone you you always get the same people posting something um, and then everyone wants to chime in to get into a fight yeah, yeah. or if there's something controversial there's always the exact same person on that thread you're like yeah. oh so and so You're they're always you know. there yeah. <laughs> you know then well, you wow. get your popcorn on <laughs> yeah you got it I'll see here and watch this <laughs> yeah. so this is going to be hilarious and yeah. sometimes it would be kind of funny you
1: know, yeah. like watching it oh, this is kind of funny but I think what will happen is increasing people will become more analogue in their debates and they kind of because they go I'm not, not going to change that by like doing a two page post here or something like it's fun in the past it's used yeah, exactly. you know I mean?
0: yeah, yeah exactly yeah. now um, tell me a little bit if, if if for someone that say wouldn't know what Dublin Old School is about how did it
1: happen and what's it all about Dublin Old School is uh, it's a play uh, don't let that put you off <laughs> <laughs> it's a play but it's, um, it's it's a comedy and it's about uh, a DJ who... Jason, who sets out on this kind of weekend, bank holiday weekend. And on a Friday night, he's kind of going through the clubs of Dublin. He works in a record shop. Used to probably have a job in a bank or something like that, but it's never really kind of... And then he works in a record shop and he wants to... He wants to play a gig, because it's a kind of running joke of the fact that he's really shit at it. Okay. Uh, but then he stumbles across his brother, who's a homeless heroin addict, mm-hmm. uh, who he hasn't seen in three years. He's living rough on the streets of Dublin. So on a night out actually coming from Pygmalion or something no from the hub or something like that he he finds him on Dame Street and um, they over the course of the weekend then they reconnect a number of times um, uh, like two different conversations sometimes by chance they meet each other sometimes actually Jason at his lowest end goes back and asks his brother to give him a loan of money because he he was in a raid and a gaff and basically all his fucking he had to get rid of his wallet you know so Mm -hmm. so it basically kind of goes through this kind of mad scene of what Dublin's subculture of dance music is and it kind of goes over the course of a weekend goes to a rave and blessing but it's all done with two actors on stage with just two microphones Mm -hmm. and a soundtrack and it's all done through kind of comedic kind of scenes between the brothers and then loads of spoken word poetry like heartbreak and then uh, outright rap so the first seven minutes of the show are in verse Mm -hmm. and it's all it's basically about the first seven minutes are in verse and it's a ketamine deal that goes wrong with this bloke called Dave the Rave who shows up he's supposed to have money but he has a bottle of uncooked cake (laughs) and he tries to give it to them as payment but then these two coppers across the road uh, see the exchange happening and uh, there's these young fellas from town who are kind of wrecking their heads so all that's done in verse so yeah it's like 75 minutes it's kind of part comedy gig part hip hop gig part spoken word Heart's heavenly. Oh, awesome,
0: Dad. Like, I'm really looking
1: forward to seeing oh, yeah, it this Friday. It'll be good. We just yeah, um, we just back from the national actually. We went in there amazing last, uh, West End. Yeah, yeah, last week, so yeah, it was great. And how long were you doing over there? We did a week there. It was awesome. It was in the Dorfman. It's like a 450 seat or so. That was pretty cool because it's the first, it's the first, first time play to go to the National Theatre of Britain. Amazing. In like about 20 years, doesn't That's brilliant. Yeah, it that's really bad. good. And, and particularly that type of play as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is, we were talking earlier. It was like you know. The first play that's been put on there, that's a new play anyway. Like they put on lots of place plays there all the time. The first play that was put on, on the West End there was a new show international was a play about homelessness and heroin addicts. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's that thing saying like, you know, the art that we put out there doesn't necessarily have to be the dancing maidens at the crossroads. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's a, so, yeah sorry, I could jump off. Brilliant. There,
0: you? No, you're fine. Um so what's the uh plan then for the rest of the year? What do you have in the wax at the moment? Um
1: we, yeah, one, we old school to the end of the week, mm-hmm. and then um, I am, where am I going? I'm going somewhere, else. I can't remember, uh, yeah, go old school to the end of the week, and I'm um, writing a new play called The Last Parthelonian, mm-hmm. which is about kind of Irish mythology, and uh, I have to basically get a draft of that done by uh, next month, so you know, a <laughs> No pressure. Of yeah, this is kind of like, so a lot of it's kind of uh, into, um, you know, developing the next kind of thing that I'm doing, and then I'm going back to the national uh, to work in London for a few weeks on a companion piece hopefully to Dublin Old School called Dublin Melody. Cool. Which is gonna be um, it's an overtly it's a one man show. And it's kinda like a ten song album, hopefully that's that's spoken words and various different kind of like vignettes of the city mm-hmm. so kind of like the way Heartbreak was a contained story there might be kind of like ten kind of contained stories of different people or different things that'll all be done through spoken word and uh, that's kind of just an early kind of idea yeah. and uh, we're bringing Riot back Oh, brilliant! To, uh, i was actually <laughs> yeah, going to ask because
0: yeah. I missed it. I saw, um, I did see the family in that yes, space. Yes, in the space. Yeah, um, yeah. But then I didn't get to see Wyatt. I was absolutely raging. So yeah, that was good.
1: I seen the, yeah. the Rossangano family was brilliant. It was really, really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're actually, I think we're doing that on Baker Street. And then hopefully, if all goes well, the uh, the movie of Dobronaski is going to be made in the end of the year. Amazing. But yeah, hopefully. The, you know, these things like kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you speak about them and then it kind of like nothing happens exactly. in a kind of way. So, like, the films are incredibly hard to get made. Yeah. And like, I've been working in the business for years, so I kind of know.
0: And being I the don't. voice of Ireland, one could say, with your <laughs> voice oh, actors yeah. and stuff. Yeah. what
1: was your name? Don't tell the voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, brilliant. So different accents for different things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, so, it yeah, you know, it's mostly when people don't know. Basically, when you don't like, I do every voiceover i so Ireland. just, no, I'm just a accent, <laughs> yeah. you know, just different accents. Yeah,
0: oh, that's a talent within. So, yeah, yeah. anyway, thank you so much for Thanks joining for me. Us. Thank you, thank you, nice. and um,
1: we'll talk to you very soon. cheers